0: Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's 103.2, available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Greg and Laurie are on the phone from Oz Family Life. Now, hello to you. Hello to you, Aaron.
1: Hello. Nice
0: to chat with you. How long have you been married, first up?
2: Been married 16 glorious years.
0: Now, that's good for the male to know that straight up. I'm impressed.
2: It's practice. (laughs) I've learnt the hard way.
0: Good work. Now, Laurie, when and when did you get married?
1: Well, we actually um, met in graduate school, um, getting our master's in psychology in Virginia Beach, and so we literally met in class, counseling each other, and then we dated for six whole months, and got engaged for three whole months, and then got married. True to form, your typical Christian uni experience.
0: Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Greg, why do you reckon that marriage is so important?
2: My marriage is kind of the—it's the bedrock, really, of, of, of the community of the world. Um, it's such a—it's such an anchor point. I think when God first uh, created family, he started off with a couple. He didn't create a committee, and um, he knew that the marriage was just a just a valuable piece of of, um, of society in general.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think, Laurie?
1: Well, I mean, I think that um, it's real interesting because that whole that ring symbolizes commitment and so i think that what's, marriage kind of gives you a sense of security that this person's basically saying i would live for you i will die for you basically and and so there's 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 something solid about that that um that contractual agreement that you have with marriage um and also of course the companionship too i mean i think that you know marriage softens the edges of of life there's so many love songs about finding the true love and it's so nice to know that you've got someone there that you can grow old with, that you can go through hard times together, that you've got someone to come home to and I think deep down inside most people want that kind of deep companionship.
2: And that's why I only waited about six months to propose to this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Laurie, what do you reckon are the keys to a strong, loving marriage?
1: Glad you asked. <laughs> Basically, um, one big key is Um, becoming one versus isolating from each other. Um, I know in the Bible it talks about um, how a man should leave his parents and cleave to his wife, leave and cleave. So if you could make your marriage relationship number one priority and uh, realize that that is your priority even beyond your own family origin. And then also, and that physically, obviously, Um, it's realizing that um, a sexual relationship is actually very important. And um, spiritually, it's great to kind of get into the habit of um, reading the Bible and kind of growing together as a couple. And then just emotionally, mentally, I kind of look at people as three parts, you know, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Um, Emotionally, it's really good to learn how to resolve conflict and tell the truth in love. Some people are great truth-tellers but not great lovers, and some people are great lovers but don't tell the people what they're really feeling, and to have fun together. I mean, I think it's great for young couples to be able to start getting in the practice of having date night and um, to continue that because it's no good just doing everything that's good for you but not having a good time together and having those recreational needs met.
2: Aaron, I couldn't agree with Laurie more on, on the whole companionship factor, mate. I used to be a psychologist within a prison situation and I used to see the effects of just isolation and inmates just craving kind of social contact and and uh, just that's what I think marriage just offers up in such a beautiful way is just being able to have that companionship. So have fun together, you know, just... It really needs to be your best mate, and, and uh, recreational companionship, I, I believe, is just so critical.
0: Conflicts do happen. How do you resolve conflicts?
2: Well, I think Laurie kind of touched on it already. I think in a marriage, if you can't be honest in marriage, where can you be honest? And I think it's critical that we are uh, to always to to speak the truth in love. And But when we do speak the truth, approach the confrontation carefully. You know, like Laurie said, you know... Um, some of us are great truth-tellers, but we don't really communicate it in the most loving of manner, you know, and um, yeah, we, we can tend to fall into the prosecution role. So it's really critical um, to do that. And the other piece, I think, is so valuable in terms of resolving conflict is got to be the uh, – um, it's been said that marriage is the union of two great forgivers. So <laughs> marriage, we've got to always be willing to seek forgiveness and always be willing to grant forgiveness because one thing's for sure is that marriage will certainly sort out that we are um, – that we've got our frailties and we've got our weak spots, and marriage will reveal that pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I think a big issue there is, and I totally agree with Greg, is seek to understand what your spouse is saying before you're trying to get understood. Because so many times we're listening just so that we can get our input in, but really seek to understand where the other person is coming from before you seek to be understood Exactly. You know, and and one sentence that's really helped us is, "I was wrong for whatever it is. Will you please forgive me?" Mm. So we we practice that with our kids. I was wrong, and you have to state what it is the offense is, and then will you please forgive me? And that's been really helpful.
0: Have you ever tough? Uh, every marriage has tough times. Are you willing to share with us a, a tough time that you've had, say, Laurie? Oh,
1: mm. uh, sure. Um. Well. Um, When we first got, I mean, we've been married for 16 years, but between my two kids, I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, I had a miscarriage, and um, so that was um, a crisis, and it happens, and I was really surprised how how actually um, common that is, so that was a tough go, and then the death of my father was really hard. I had to leave with my two-year-old and um, arrange a funeral, and I was like in my 20s, I didn't even know what I was doing. So that, that was stressful, but Greg was really there. And that's where marriage is great. And When you go through, life has got difficulties anyway, but, you know, to have someone there to kind of lean on is good. But the happy crisis would be taking the only two grandchildren my mother have in, <laughs> and from America and moving to Australia, where Greg's family is. Mm. And that could be incredibly tense. Like a relationship is kind of like a hammock. And life just throws more and more weight on your hammock. Mm. And you just hope, by the grace of God, that your hammock doesn't break. And um, so I think just practicing... Um, communicating whenever I'm frustrated, maybe giving myself a timeout and going to the coffee shop and write out my feelings has been real helpful during those hard times because they're inevitable.